Welcome back to another episode of Armed and Delicious. My name's Cole Bang. And my name is Nathan Bassett. Thank you guys for tuning in. Welcome back, Cole. It's been a while. It has. It's We skipped last week. Uh, you know, there's sometimes you run into uh, some problems with scheduling. Yeah. Um, last week we were supposed to record. Unfortunately, I've been pretty booked up with work. Uh, I believe I mentioned that I've been working at Scorpio Coffee, which is down the street from Localis. We're actually partnered together. So whatever food we make at Localis, um, spreads, you know, recipes for toast, that's all going towards Scorpio's menu. But uh, yeah, I've been enjoying it so far. I've been pretty booked. I think I've been working at least six days a week. But, you know. Yeah, gotta make that money. Make that money, but I'm also learning a lot about coffee. Yeah. It's a good and you're getting uh, some good college credit. Yeah, absolutely. How about you? Anything new going on over the um, week? I watched five hours worth of a children's show uh, that we'll talk about later. Uh, okay. Waffles and Mochi. I know Waffles we mentioned this a couple weeks ago. Um, but yeah, so that took up a lot of time. Yeah. Uh, it was, well, we'll talk about it later. Cool, cool. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's not much been going on, but just work. And um, I know opening has been talked about a lot now throughout both sides of the restaurants and the cafe so yep at the moment i don't think we are gonna open for another month just to play things safe a bit and right we really want to have like a, a set schedule going on and we don't want to have a instance where like we open and then you know close after like another two weeks due to right some out-of-pocket instances but i think right now we're doing steady and yeah I'm, i've been learning about a, a lot about coffee i don't know if you're a coffee person cole uh i'm not the biggest on coffee i really i lean definitely towards the tea side right um but i you know i always love learning about something new yeah. so i mean for me honestly walking into a coffee shop i would expect to get a fistful of caffeine every day which i do you but... get that quad shot espresso oh absolutely Is that you go for well i'll get the i'll get the espresso and then uh the barista there always have me try the the brew of the day you know, like mm, he makes mm-hmm. a fresh batch. He's like, tell me how it is. Is anything different? Then I'll try a latte or something. But <laughs> that's all accumulated <laughs> into one day. And I do end up crashing as soon as yeah, I get Yeah, how home. are you like your heart? How is your heart holding up? <laughs> it's, it's doing fine. I mean, just consuming all that caffeine and then, you know, getting home after that is just, it puts right. me to sleep. It really does because I start 630 in the morning. And it's like it's like first semester all over again. Yeah, it's it is. You it work, felt like it. You wake up real early, get to work, uh, yep, and then crash super hard. Yeah, I wake up at five thirty every morning because it's a thirty minute drive to Sacramento. Wow. It's exactly like first semester. It is. Yeah, and then the day ends at two thirty on a full shift day, but it's not horrible. I mean, I enjoy it, and every time there is uh, somewhat of a downtime, I would talk to my barista about coffee and like learn a little bit more about it. Yeah, and. The thing about Scorpio is that they do care about their coffee products. And when it comes to espressos, Sam, who is the owner, he does not mess around. Um, I know nice. you're yeah, familiar. Yeah, you get that top yeah, quality. Exactly. He does get his coffee grounds flown from, I think, around the world. Or not nice. necessarily around the world, but the grinds, do, the, the beans do grow from other parts of the world. Like, I think right, right. now we have some beans from that were grown from Argentina and Ecuador. Something oh, like that. Okay. I know was, about Ecuador. Um, yeah. I haven't seen any from Argentina. I, 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 have, I could I have be no wrong. Experience with that. I could be wrong, but definitely from Ecuador. Um, but 
I know you're familiar with espresso machines working like a yes a, 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 a single touch. Illy. I'm familiar yeah. with the Illy uh, setup. Yeah, yes. I mean, like you know, the single touch, one shot, and then double touch, two yeah. shot. The thing with Scorpio is that we craft with perfection, and we do not use that kind of button. We actually measure our grinds by the grams. So Ooh. in this case, Sam believes that do uh you know a specific ratio to you know hot water and the espresso grounds will give you a better taste of that shot. Yeah, and I believe it. Yeah, um, we do measure by the grams, and we have these small scales that cost like one hundred thirty dollars. That oh, I know measure the by the the tenth of the gram. Yeah, and, I I ran yep. one of those. It wasn't nearly as expensive, but I ran one of those for some uh, mm -hmm. molecular gastronomy stuff that I was doing oh, yeah. back in like high school. Yeah. So and you know you gotta take care of those because they're sensitive. They're sensitive. You don't want to put too much weight on that but yeah great for uh, baking though oh absolutely yeah if you have like i don't know if you're dealing with maybe some lung, lung bean gum i know i've done that before or like mm. some crazy crazy ingredients yeah you know, xanthan powder gum, shape, xanthan um, gum what else have i used soy lecithin is soy lecithin is a big that's one. a that yeah, if you put too lecithin. much of that it gets real nasty tasting gunky so. and gross well sodium alginate that's one of the mm -hmm. other ones or tapioca maltodextrin. Yeah, maltodextrin yeah. is is super fun. Maltodextrin is interesting. I think that's like you use it for making powders. You make it, like, yeah, it's to make oils into powders. It absorbs right. oil, and then uh, that so you can make powder. That and flavor stuff. is pretty strong. Yeah, we use that at Scorpio for our garlic, uh, uh, garlic powder. So mm. we do have confit garlic and oil, and we put the oil in. And that's what goes on top of our avocado toast, the nice. maltodextrin powder. But yeah, I think uh, I think maltodextrin is like a really interesting, you know, ingredient. I think it's yeah, very, it's actually very versatile. maltodextrin gets used a good amount in um, garmage, so like in making sausages, mm -hmm. right? And then in um, in some baking scenarios, you see it too. Interesting, yeah. And I don't know. That's been some stuff that I've learned just I guess within this past week about um you know some weird chemicals we've also been using agar too in localis fun yeah agar and the lung bean gum for i, I don't think pearls. i've ever heard of lung bean gum uh, i'm not entirely familiar with it but it's what makes the little fake caviar as i you know i don't know if you're familiar with that yeah i i've made that with um with sodium alginate mm-hmm so you mix in the sodium alginate into the um, well. There's actually two ways to do it. You, one, the main way is you mix sodium alginate into the the uh, liquid you're trying to make into a pearl, mm -hmm. and then you drop it like with a syringe into uh, oil. Uh, no, we drop it into oh. um, calcium chloride solution. Okay, interesting. And so it reacts and it forms a like a gel. The gel, it. the gel yeah. um, covering. That's yeah. weird. Interesting for us. Uh, I think it's pretty similar with the whole process of using whatever liquid you want into become the caviar. We use, I think the, the the formula is however much in grams you use of the liquid into, right. and then in that you want to apply 1.2% of the agar and then 0.04% of the lung bean gum. Mm. So you got to do a little math and a little yeah. chemistry feeling stuff with... <laughs> you know light light scales by the tenth of a gram but mm -hmm. if you, you boil that oil yeah, we drop it into oil the oil uh, i i don't know the science entirely but i'm guessing the oil does separate it 
from the liquid mm. and whatever it's mixed into and then we rinse it off with water obviously you don't want all that oil covering yeah. your uh, your uh, pearls but yeah that's huh. i learned that technique within this new menu and i think it's it's wonderful i think it's yeah. actually great mm-hmm. that's interesting i yeah i've never heard of that one yeah that, i guess that's just one way to do it obviously yeah you have there's, there's definitely a couple ways the other method you use but pretty cool what you can do in the kitchen instead of a science lab i guess you could say <laughs> yeah yeah so sacramento county um you guys have moved up to red tier now right i think we're red tier um yeah i've been i don't know a lot of people have been feeling more comfortable as a matter of fact uh starting of last week i did get my vaccine i was able to uh get my first dose the pfizer i believe yeah. Um, so you scheduled of, up for yeah. a couple of weeks for your second dose then, right? Correct. Which is, I believe, somewhere around next month, halfway into it. But uh, I did feel that little grogginess people were talking about yeah. <laughs> after the first dose. Which I, I've heard about yeah. that. I'm That's not something I'm especially looking forward to when I um, get mine. But, you know, I'll, I'll definitely take that over, you know. Be getting, getting actually, exposed. yeah. Um, it's not as bad as you think it is. But what I'm more concerned about is the second dose. Which that's yeah. I've what heard they that said. one can knock you yeah that knock one you down pretty bad. That one is uh what they say is the worst like feeling one in pretend like in, in like right. talks of uh side effects. Mm-hmm. But the first dose right now it, it was just I felt a little groggy. I I I went to work the next day. I I was fine. I it was okay. But yeah. Um, you know, I chef and my uh boss in Scorpio was talking about how before we really open up. For the public, we all would like to have the vaccines just, you know, for yeah, the safety. That of, would be good. Yeah, for the safety of others, but for the safety of, uh, you know, having safety of feeling in the workplace. I think that's yeah. I think that's a good move, honestly. Yeah. But a lot of restaurants have opened, in, especially Iron Horse Tavern in Sacramento. I think they're taking a lot of folks. I saw that. But right now, we're just waiting a bit for time to, you know, have people in we are yeah. starting to look into it but that's not a that's not out of the window right now so right and so uh my county santa clara county just moved yesterday i think actually mm-hmm. to orange so we're we're definitely is, seeing some some movement is purple under orange or orange purple under? is the the, the, the highest, highest or the lowest it's i don't Something. know whichever however you want to say it but it's the most restrictive right and then the next one is red uh-huh. And then next one after that is orange. Really? And the next one after that with like the fewest restrictions is yellow. I saw so Santa Clara County yeah. just moved up, up or down. I mean, however you want to say it, we moved to orange tier uh, like, like yesterday or two days ago. Okay. So is that just Santa Clara or Bay Area? From what I heard, I thought Bay Area was not. I think it might, it might be a, a good amount of the Bay Area. Okay. Interesting. I've had friends that. I don't know. We here in Sacramento, at least most of the places, do take cash. And from what I heard in Bay Area is you guys are still not taking cash. And I think that's just like a county thing, which I thought was a little little funny. Uh, just I'm a little sure. different restrictions going on. That was just from, something that I noticed. From what I know, most places are taking cash. I, I haven't been out to eat anywhere, like to sit yeah. down in a while. I mostly order stuff online. Right. Um, but like grocery stores all take cash. I'm pretty sure. I'm like, I don't like 
interact with anybody i go through self-checkout i'd like go yeah. order stuff online and pick That's up a and, like a counter so i i honestly have no idea mm-hmm. um but i can definitely say at the farmer's market they take cash oh i, I would assume so yeah farmer's market i, I still that, have to I know. yeah for us i think our farmer's markets every sunday and there's one in sacramento but i don't know i've been too busy unfortunately to actually visit it yeah but. i've been uh lacking the motivation to wake up early enough to go <laughs> to mm-hmm. the farmer's market yeah. lately no i, I um, get it and it's cold out in the morning here right now oh, really? so i just it's like i just don't want to deal with it yeah um i don't know I, I know I'm recording this early in the morning right now. It's actually 11. Uh, I'm heading to Localis after this. Speaking of that, uh, my chef actually is gone for a few days because he's going to be filming a show. Can't really oh, yeah? just a show. Well, obviously about food. Can you uh, say what the show's name is? No, unfortunately. Mm. I don't even know what it's about. All oh, I know okay. is that he's going on a show and he's going to be filming right now i think as we speak down in los angeles when will that show come out i believe six months but he did sign an nda so he cannot speak about the show and And i don't know this is um chef christopher right yeah this chef chris barnum dan uh i've read the thing on on the localis website about him because i was just curious yeah um but yeah i'm looking forward to that maybe i'll have to watch that for sure i i'm looking forward to it he's gonna be coming back soon i think he said it was i don't know i want to say it was a competition but i'm not sure it's uh it was just a, a new show and that's all that's all we were able to know we don't know what mm-hmm. it was who it's by you know that's that's pretty much it okay and, yeah I'm, I'm curious now i'm curious too that's just something like we're looking forward to see he's him probably not out. allowed to say he's yeah probably, there's probably an NDA. definitely he, there's nda i know he signed that so he's just like yeah i will be on a show and okay i think that's fair enough to talk about like legality wise i'm not really saying much but that's all yeah. he really said i'm i'm interested mm-hmm. I'll, I'll have to keep an eye out for this um yeah, yeah. actually it'd be really cool to have him on the show maybe yeah hopefully seeing i guess we are all kind of booked but uh i mean if, if he did have a open schedule yeah i don't yeah. see a i don't see why not we'll see well yeah i guess we'll have to see if we can get him on and then once i start maybe we'll see if we can get um my chef on yeah for sure also named christopher so <laughs> really two, two, chef two chef chris, chris. Yeah. yeah i just i, I just call that'll my be chef. fun yeah i just call my chef chef i don't really say chef chris or chef right barnum dan or chef dan i don't know mm-hmm but, well, Chef Dan um, just makes me think of Chef Dan. Chef Dan. Chef, yeah, from the gatehouse, but Chef Dan, Chef Dan. Yeah. We'll have, definitely have to see if we can get um, our schedules lined up to get some some chefs on soon. Because I know we've, we've been in contact with some chefs mm-hmm. from school in the past. So at this point, it's mostly just waiting until our schedules kind of line up. Yep been uh just working a lot though that's that's pretty much what i've been up to yeah nothing wrong with that yeah and i've actually been enjoying it it's not like i hate my job it's actually really fun (laughs) i look you know i look actually look forward to learning every day that's nice that's a great part about it yeah hey everybody it's cole here to say thank you to the lovely people who contribute to our podcast as always we'd like to thank shelby georgievich for working on our artwork you can find that Uh, Everywhere that our podcast is found, it's the images associated with the audio. 
you can find her at sgeorgevich.com. We'd also like to thank Dominic Reyes and Alexis Joel and Pierre for working on our musical theme. And of course, to everyone listening for tuning in to this week's episode. As always, you can send us an email at armeddelicious at gmail.com if you have any questions that you'd like to be answered on the show or even just want to send us a little message. Uh, and you can follow us at Armed Delicious on Instagram as well. So, Cole, I know you're very excited to talk about Waffles and Mochi. I unfortunately wasn't able to watch it, any of it. It's I a need, commitment. I need you to tell me how it is. So okay. uh, just give um, me a little rundown. So I'm just going to pre- prepare yourself. There's a lot to say. Um, I'm holding on. I, I, okay. So there's 10 episodes. They're each half an hour long. There's only about 25 minutes of content per episode, right? The last five minutes is is credits. And there's a lot of people uh, who aren't in the credits here because it's it it has puppets it has uh-huh. you know travel teams they go to different places and i'll talk about the places they they, they go which is actually pretty incredible i i wasn't sure if they were just going to have it be on a sound stage or what uh-huh. um but they actually go to different places in the world like they go to peru they go to japan they go to interesting they're Italy. The mm-hmm. so that was pretty cool hmm. uh, but for those who are not aware waffles uh, is a half Yeti, half waffle uh, <laughs> puppet. So, um, yeah, just t- take that in. And then Mochi is a little bo- mochi ball. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just a mochi. He doesn't really talk. Like he, his, he has lines, but you can't really understand them. Is it just um, just like like a Pokemon? It's kind of like gibberish. Gibberish, though. It's like yeah, it's what it, you it's, can, it's it's like cute you little kinda, gibberish. You get the idea of it. Yeah, right? like, yeah. Like he'll say something and you you can kind of pick it up from context. Um, but yeah, so that's who Waffles and Mochi are. And uh, they are from the land of frozen food, which okay. is basically the freezer aisle, right? Is that a good thing or? Um, they only eat ice there. Uh, I see. I see. Yeah. There's ice cream like trees. So I don't, I guess they just don't eat the ice cream. They eat ice uh-huh. for every meal and they watch Julia Child on their TV. Uh, okay, um, which is interesting. interesting. Yeah, Julia Child. Okay, that's I can get with that. <laughs> uh, but they get on like a delivery truck in the first episode, and they go and they travel to uh, a grocery store that is owned by uh, Michelle Obama. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know we've talked about this before. There is a bee who's there. The bee's name is Busy, and it looks like Hank Green. Uh, Hank unfortunately, Green. it's not voiced by Hank Green, which I was a little disappointing for me. But okay. That's okay. <laughs> It's fine. It's, you know, that's like pretty low on the priorities list, but right, I was just yeah. looking forward to that. It's not, not the main point of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the first episode is about tomatoes, and they go to Oakland, so right here in the Bay. Okay. Uh, and they go to see Chef Semi Nosrat, who uh, wrote Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. And I, I'm pretty oh. sure Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat is also its own show. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Very I haven't familiar seen with it. it. It's on Netflix, um, right? Great, great book for sure, though. Uh-huh. Um, and so she talks about cherry tomatoes and how a tomato is not a vegetable. Technically, it's a fruit because it's got seeds. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a little musical number that's sung by a t- animated tomato. Um, <laughs> okay. Who's like expressing that you know she's a fruit? And she's like, yeah, yeah okay, it makes sense. Fruit, it's, not a vegetable. Tracking. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then they go to San Francisco. 
Well, and they actually, Chef Samin knows about, she uh, cooks some cherry tomatoes and they eat the like roasted cherry tomatoes. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a a kid. I don't know if it's her kid or just a kid, but there's a child there and she, the kid talks to Waffles and Mochi and they're like, oh, tomatoes. And it's, you know, it's nice. Um, It's a kid's show, right? So like, obviously you want to have kids on it. Makes sense. Um, they go to a place called Mazzaria in San Francisco. Okay. I, I hadn't heard of until last week. I'm going to um, assume it's a Italian. It's a pizza place. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the cooks are deaf, most of them at least. Oh, I see. Um, yeah. And so they speak in sign language and uh-huh. there's their sign language in going on. It's so, an open kitchen, so there's sign language going on okay. with the cooks. So they're communicating in sign language in the kitchen. Yeah. And they're very interesting. I've never heard of that. Yeah. And then um, there's uh, Katie Leclerc, who is an actress, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, I would probably recognize her if I saw her in a different show, but I the name yeah. doesn't really ring a bell to me. Um, but she's like communicating with sign language and there's a little Mm -hmm. lesson about sign language it's pretty cool um like you know they just it's a it's a little exposure for for kids who probably otherwise wouldn't have seen it because um i mean sign language is not super prevalent in for most schools right yeah because generally people who are they need sign language to communicate go to schools where that's like the main method of communication Mm -hmm. um and I've met some of those people, right? Um, there's a school in Riverside. The, I think it's the California School for the Deaf. Mm-hmm. And they used to have a school in the Bay Area. Um, and I actually would, we would do um, culinary competitions with them. Really? Yeah. And That's so they cool. would communicate with sign language in the kitchen. It was super cool. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, they were really good cooks too. That's cool. Like you just see behind and they're. They're doing yeah. their little sign language talk. And it's just silent. I, I think that's amazing. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, and then so the owner of the food truck, or the manager, sorry, of the food truck. There's also a food truck, I guess. Okay. Masteria is like a chain, I think. There's more than one uh, location. And they have right. a food truck. And so they had the manager come out. And then she talked about tomatoes for a little bit. Uh, and then they go to Washington, D.C., and they talk to Chef Jose Andreas, who is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Jose Andreas. Um, and they, he talks about how, like, generally in cooking, tomatoes are treated as a vegetable rather yeah. than a fruit. And mm-hmm. so, it, like, there's a little bit of a dive into that. And he makes some gazpacho. Um, Ooh, okay. And he teaches them how to make tomato gazpacho. And they're like, oh, my God, soup can be cold. It's He's cold. Like, yeah, soup can be cold. Kids kids are probably, um, you know, thinking that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you know, how many kids know about gazpacho, right? Absolutely so, none. Um, so it's really great, I think, that, like, this is something that is sort of opening those. Yeah, their eyes. For them to, yeah. like, see that, like, they're, these things are out there. It's more than dino chicken nuggets and... You know, macaroni and cheese. Yeah, curly fries, right? Yeah. So like, um, yeah, that was really cool. So, so there, that was the first episode. It was all about tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I the like second that. episode was about salt. And so they talk a little bit about like taste buds. Like, here's the five tastes. You have salty, sweet, umami, mm-hmm. um, sour, sour, and bitter. Bitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they go to Peru and they go to the salt ponds, um, and they like talk to salt harvesters in Peru. Okay. Um, like who are like 
the salt ponds are on like a mountainside and water comes out of That's the mountain and like they harvest salt and um they talk about like salt to taste and what that means um it's actually it's really cool uh and they go see some miso in japan like they they make miso so like i don't know about you but i had no idea what miso was i i don't know kid. uh-huh i don't know how it's made right now like honestly you, you can go watch mochi and waffles and they'll and tell me miso. all about it as yeah. a, someone that's 19 i don't know and i i'm interested in this show just <laughs> yeah so they, they talk about like the traditional way to make miso and like how it's a it's a thing that you can do as a family and then um mm. like it takes time and takes a year to make for miso to mature oh, and wow. be ready okay um yeah it's actually it's really cool and then they talk about like a, very briefly they talk about some different types of salt like there's spanish cave salt and there's pink himalayan salt and black hawaiian yeah. salt and the sourcing um, from it i'm assuming a little different. bit they they sort of that's like a montage so they don't really talk about that too much oh, okay um <laughs> but cool. like so, like if you're four years old five years old you probably don't know a whole lot about salt other than it is it's salty. just salt yeah right you like table salt's probably the main salt you've been exposed the, the to iodized salt and stuff like that right and i mean as we know we love our kosher salt and all that they and don't like know our flaky they, yeah. sea salt but most don't people know don't most know about that. that yeah um but like this is exposing them to pink salt and to like like crunchy grain like big salt crystals mm-hmm. and things like that which is really cool and like Imagine, different ways to yeah. add salt to things um and then of course what to taste means which is still Exciting. escapes people yeah. to this day our age so um it's cool that they're like learning these things that are like mm-hmm. oh yeah to taste like kids are gonna learn this about is... salting things to taste this is awesome i like that um, and they talked to um, Chef Bricia Lopez in L.A. Okay. Uh, and they make mole coloradito. And so they talk. That's like where the to taste comes in. Because I think in the beginning of the episode, they make cookies. And they're like, oh, salt to taste after it's done baking. And they like dump a whole box of salt on it because they don't <laughs> know what that means. And so. Um, it's just like, no, yeah. no, no. <laughs> so, they, so they go and they make mole uh, and they make it like. They salt it to taste properly, yeah. and uh, and then teach you about like what mole is, and like it's honestly really cool. That's really cool, yeah. Uh, and the next one's about potatoes, and this one was really cool. I actually really loved the potato episode because it, it showed me some stuff I had no idea about. Okay. Um, they talked to a potato farmer named Manuel Choque Bravo, who makes like he grows like heirloom potatoes. Potatoes. Okay. And they they're so cool. Um. They're like they have ones that are they look like geodes basically on the mm-hmm. inside. Like there's purple ones, red ones, different colors. Um, like yeah, like characters. They, they kind of look yeah. like um, Jerusalem artichokes. Some of them on the outside, okay. like they're a weird, funky shape. Um, well, that's probably like the native shape of a potato mm-hmm. instead of like a round that we're familiar with, like Idaho. Um, but they're super cool. And they talk about like what tubers mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, different ways to cook potatoes. Uh, there's a story about uh, Antoine Augustine uh, Palmatier, who's the guy who like made potatoes popular in France. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can tell that one of the producers w- had some work on drunk history because it was, <laughs> it was a kid telling it, and obviously the kid wasn't drunk, but like the the style Just of the, the, the presentation style. Yeah, was yeah, very yeah. similar. Um, so that's kind of cool. Okay, yeah, I like that. That's yeah. Funny. They talked to Chef uh, Pia Leon in Peru, um, and her restaurant is called Mil, 
and she i think her partner or um i'm not sure but he he has a, a chef um a restaurant somewhere else in peru that's also very popular and whose like menus based on like different elevations mm-hmm. so it's they have definitely some cool concepts and so this is somebody who knows what she's talking about um so she like shows how to make a clay oven and like cook potatoes that way like in a traditional way which is really cool yeah i think i'm familiar with that restaurant in peru mill yeah mill. it's a very beautiful restaurant i don't know if they showed it in the show they talked about it a little bit it was it's just a beautiful restaurant that's in the middle of the, the mountains and the fields and yeah it's, just, it's like in the andes it's in the andes it's just a, and then it's just a, like a square plot of like a restaurant and in, inside it's just the most beautiful interior and it, i don't know it's an experience that i would want to yeah go to. i mean yeah. they talked about it a little bit like it seems really cool mm-hmm. um and like it's won all these awards and like yeah i mean yeah. this is someone who like i hadn't really heard of before and so like it's cool that like i'm seeing something from this this yeah kids show that's telling me about this like this chef that i didn't know or these potatoes that i had no idea it's something you don't get exposed to but yeah, yeah. here we are in a kitchen. Well, like show. i spent like the last three days looking where i can find these heirloom to potatoes potatoes yeah um and like i'm so excited i want to get some because they just i don't know how they taste but they look amazing they look good and they, they sound great yeah yeah and then they talk about pickles in the next episode um Oh, I love pickles. Yeah, they talked to Jessica Wang, who runs uh, Pickle, which is like um, they do pickle uh, workshops, I guess. Okay, um, but they talk about like the process of fermentation and what that mm-hmm. means, and they talk about like this the Seoul um, Kimchi Festival in Korea, yeah. and there's like a semi pickle Rick reference at the end. Like, there's a pickle Re- cake. What? Like, it's really? it's. Yeah, it was not a cake made of pickles. It's just shaped like a pickle and decorated. Oh, I see. And it's like yells out pickle cake. So I was like, hmm, okay. <laughs> Interesting. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, but they talk about like patience. This is like the lesson of it. Each of uh-huh. these episodes sort of has like a sub. Other than the food, there's like a lesson, which makes sense, right? Um, yeah. Being a kid's show. So they talk about patience and like, oh, you know, it takes time to make pickles. Like, because it takes at least mm-hmm. a week to make a fermented pickle. Yeah, that's to get the good flavors out of it. You want it done properly. You got to wait yeah. for what? Yeah. Uh, the next one, they talk about rice. And so they like they look at, they talk to a genealogist and they learn okay. about where mochi is from uh-huh. um, because they're doing like family trees. So mochi is made from like ice cream and rice. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's a... They, it's kind of weird, but you don't just don't think about it too much. Okay. Um, <laughs> they talk about like cooking rice, um, like rice around the world. There's a little song that's like, you know, tells you about all the different places where they make rice and like how they're all different and like all the different types of rice. Uh, they talk to Michael Tweedy, who's a really cool guy from, I think he's from Georgia, but he, um, He's at Mashama Bailey's restaurant, I think, in this particular episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they talk about, like, the, the history of rice in the South and, like, the slave history of that that's attached mm-hmm. to it. Um, and and rice in Africa yeah. and, like, the culinary aspect of the Black Diaspora, which is really cool. Like, things that, like, it's, it's hard to learn about if you're not actively seeking them out. Because, you know, you don't learn this in, like, your history class, right? You don't. Absolutely. Yeah. And then 
I guess they're really presenting you information that, you know, that's very new to us. Yeah. So I was cool to learn about. Um, and then they talk about rice, like the importance of rice in Japanese cuisine and they make some mochi, uh, and they make, uh, onigiri. So mm, like, okay. it's cool. Like they're showing you all these different Universal things. Like, multi- it's very rice, multicultural. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a good way to like show like, Oh, you know, there's, there are some ways in which you're not so different. Um, but everyone does things in a little bit of a different way and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Wow. Um, they talk about eggs and the egg one, they talked to Massimo Batura, uh, in Modena, yes. Italy, which is very cool. And so all these places where they like talk about a specific type of cuisine, they go there. So like they go to Peru, they go to LA, they go to, uh, like Kyoto and then go to, um, Atlanta and places like that. It's really cool. And so uh, Savannah is where, um, Mashama Bailey's restaurant is. Okay. And so they go to Modena in Italy and they talk to uh, Chef Massimo and he's like, oh, you know, we need to get these eggs. And so they go on this <laughs> journey to go get a bunch of eggs. And so like it shows you where eggs come from. Um, so chickens, quail, things like that. And they talk about, uh, they talk to Chef uh, Motokichi Yukimura. Mm-hmm. And he talks about uh, omurice. And I probably just oh, butchered his last name. But um, no worries. <laughs> I also, there's a good chance I like totally misspelled it because I was taking these notes as I was trying to watch. You were watching it. Okay. Um, and so they go to Kyoto for that. And so, yeah, he makes omurice. Uh, they talk about like food textures. Um, they go and see some fish eggs, ostrich eggs in like Portugal. Uh, and they go and get some quail eggs. So like they go and like they show you all these different eggs. Because like eggs. if you're five, you just get think of a chicken egg. Egg. There's only one type of egg. That's it. Um, but we. But yeah. So like they learn about these eggs. different types of eggs, which is really cool. Um, and then the next one they talk about herbs and spices. And Zach Galifianakis is in this one. Really. Yeah. And so they accidentally give away all the herbs and spices from the grocery store. So everything turns gray, all the color leaves the store, um, and Zach Galifianakis is black and white in this one. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, he turns black and white because the spices are gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they go to Oakland and they talk to Chef Pretty Misty, who um, is super cool in Oakland. Like she has some really great stuff, mm-hmm. and she talks to them about like what the difference is between a spice and an herb, and like what herbs go well together. Uh, and they make some Indian street food. It's really cool. All right. Um, and they go to Venice in Italy, and they talk to a guy named uh, Hamed Ahmadi, and he talks about spices, and they go to, like, a spice shop, and they talk about his restaurant that employs um, mostly refugees or migrants from, uh, like, Asia, Central Asia. Uh-huh. Um, and so that's where he's from. He's from Afghanistan. So they, he talks about, like, what spices mean in those cultures and so it's, it's really cool like That's a nice, very multicultural yeah. episode and they talk about all sorts of different things because spices and, and herbs are uh you know they're really extensively used in in a lot of asian cuisine yeah, and maybe more herbs than spices get used in european and western cuisines I, yeah i can um, agree to that yeah but like they learn a lot about like north african spices and, yeah they're like, very unique west asian spices. it's really cool yeah yeah, spices are super regional. So they learn mm-hmm. about that a little bit and they talk about like, you know, you wouldn't eat a bowl full of cinnamon, but it's there <laughs> to like enhance the Fla- dish. Flavors and the dish. And, you know, it, it's really interesting, you know, very yeah. unique, regional. I love that. And kids are learning about it. 
I think. Yeah, which is it's, it's I good think, to see. Honestly, it's so good to see something like this out here for kids. Yeah. Because um, like this is stuff that like a lot of people don't ever know. Mm-hmm. Even as an adult, I think. Yeah. Too. It's crazy. Um, the next one they talk about corn. So they go back to Savannah and they talk to uh, Chef Mashama Bailey, mm-hmm. uh, and they, they talk about grits and uh, like worldwide uses of corn. And they go to Peru and they talk about a uh, purple corn dessert called mm. Mazamora Morada, which I've never heard of, but it looks yeah. interesting. It's like a, it's sort of like a loose pudding in consistency. It's it's maybe looser than that. It's like a liquid, but it's okay. very thick. It's like um, sweet cornish. Yeah, it's sort of fruity. There's pineapple in it, I think. And oh, so it's sort okay. of fruity. Okay. It seems really interesting. I'll see if to, see if I can find like a Peruvian restaurant, restaurant. which I've been looking for around here, anyways. Right. But, yeah, that sounds great. Um, and then Rashida Jones is in this one. Who it, she's an actress. I mean, you've, uh-huh. you've definitely seen her. I don't know if you know who she I'm is. I'm not familiar with her. She plays like Ann Perkins in Parks and Rec. She's on The Office for a little bit. I think her name is Karen. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a yeah. girl right now. She's I'm, in all I've sorts of her. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she's in this and she makes cornbread and like they okay. have a little cooking competition. And so they go around the world and they find all these different corn foods and they try and bring it back and then they lose it and then they make cornbread together. It's a little... <laughs> It's yeah, it's like a it's little its own fun plot. thing. Yeah, yeah. These all have like subplots. Like they're actually, the writing is really sharp. Um, like I enjoyed a lot of the the writing in it. There, there's some good jokes in there, um, and it's and it's entertaining. They don't talk down to you um, <laughs> in the same way. Like a lot of kids shows, yeah, kind I, of I do it. that. And like this one it just doesn't. doesn't like, become it, interesting it treats you like a, a person. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which is really cool. So they, they go in episode nine, they go and talk to, um, well, they learn about mushrooms and they go to Japan and they go to a place that I, I cannot remember what it is called, but they only serve mushrooms. Okay. Like um, different types of ways to cook mushrooms and stuff. Yeah. So they grow and serve mushrooms on their property. Okay. Cool. Um, wow. Which is cool. And they like have all these different sorts of mushrooms uh and they go and they talk to a mycologist who i'm not sure her name is mentioned i didn't write it down but um and then they go back and they talk to chef massimo about like hit one of his things and he has this like sauce that's made out of mushrooms mm-hmm. um it's really cool like there's a lot of they talk about like how mushrooms aren't really vegetables and they're not really fruits they're fungus which is sort of its own thing yeah um one of the actors from Stranger Things is on there. Really, one of the the kids. Yeah, there? he's like he's like an electrician or something. I don't remember. Uh, not familiar. I haven't seen Stranger Things, so I don't know who the actor is. But um, huh. they make a little joke about it, and they're like, "Oh, I've seen things that are stranger than that." And you're like, "Oh, oh really? They make ha, show references." Things. Okay. Uh, yeah, they actually do that a, a lot. Um, which is like the kids don't get it, right? Because they're they don't they've never seen. Stranger Things, if they're like four, uh-huh. uh huh. Well, I mean, maybe they have. I don't know, but um, it's a nice little thing. Like it's a good little inside joke for maybe if your parents are watching, or if you're me and you're binging ten episodes of it in uh-huh. two days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a nice little thing for you. But um, and the next one they talk about water and like where water comes from and uh uh-huh. okay. um, the importance of water in in like cooking techniques. And they talk. They have um. 
Xiaolong Bao, so soup dumplings. Oh, I love Xiaolong. Um, I love soup dumplings. Uh, and Jack Black is in this one. Yeah, I think he <laughs> told he's me eating, about that. He's eating soup dumplings with them. Um, and Jose Andreas is in it again, and he talks about like stock and broth. And this, this oh, is the last okay. one. So they talk a little bit about World Central Kitchen. Um, and Jose Andreas and these two puppets made me tear up at this children's show. Really? Yeah. Um, Jose Andreas is is he's just so charismatic as, yeah. a, as a person and like he does such amazing work with world central kitchen that like i don't know i got a little emotional about it because he was talking Aww. to them about it and like what he does and um like post uh disaster stuff and he he i don't think he came himself but world central kitchen was in uh the napa and sonoma valleys when the fires were going on so like it, it kind of hit home a little bit like this is something that is is real yeah, um, no, it that, is. Like yeah, I don't know if the kids know about it, but I, I'm if they sure watch they the show, they they learn yeah. about Jose Andreas and what he's doing to to uh, help out. Like, cause he's he just kind of talks about like you know you, you do whatever you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know it's a little inspiring, but like you know I I really admire Jose Andreas in a lot of ways. So that was that was nice. Wow. Yeah, I like um, that. And also Lionel Richie shows up at the end and sings a song. <laughs> Yeah, with Michelle Obama. With Michelle Obama. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Um, and that's the last, that was the last one. That's all I have written. So, uh, oh, okay. I mean, yeah, I, I that... thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a yeah. it was a really entertaining show. The writing is super sharp. The actors and actresses are great. Um, obviously, the chefs are incredible, right? And mm-hmm. the people who are involved in, like, making things are awesome. Uh, but, yeah, I really yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah, you made it sound very interesting. Now, like, I, I want to watch it now. I, I, the things you can learn, I guess, I didn't really expect to have that much knowledge just from a kid's show. But yeah. Now it's, I have to, now honestly, have to watch it. Honestly, it, it is. It. It's worth a watch, um, even if you don't have kids, even if you're not a kid, uh, even if you only have a passing interest in food, I think it's worth a watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely have to go check that out myself. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I I need to I need to see it. Is it how long? How many episodes? You said ten, right? There's ten episodes. Each one is about twenty five minutes. Okay. Of content. Yeah. Well, I'm sure I can make time for that. Yeah. Uh, there's some stuff I need to learn. All right. Well, I think that's about as much time as we have this week, Nathan. I know you need to get ready for work. Yep. Heading Busy to Localis. Yeah. It's cool. Uh, I know we're gonna start doing our second week of the menu so excited for that but yeah that's pretty much going on right now all right well thank you everybody for listening i've been cole bay i've been nathan bassett thank you guys for listening to this episode we will see you in the next one